Round one, go. Uh, top of the morning to you. It is still March. And, uh, you know, April's coming, though. And uh, now that we uh, don't have to, you know, file our taxes uh, for a really long time, I'm kind of looking forward to April. This is Doug Passler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Welcome back to another uh, Saturday in March. And, of course, as Doug said, March it used to be like uh, April showers bring May flowers. And of course, now March Madness brings on more Democrat lunacy or whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying all Democrats out there, but there is so much nuts in the news. But I, I just wanted to start off, since it is March, and many people that were probably listening to this show, maybe not, they may be into sports because the tournament, the March Madness, the NCAA tournament started on Thursday and got rolling this weekend. And of course, uh, Gonzaga over there in Spokane is ranked number one overall. They've been high before, but never the number one overall pick. And so if you're in basketball, it's great. Uh, I probably won't watch much at all. I'm not a big basketball fan. I like college sports typically better, but they made the news for the wrong reasons already, Doug. Um, already, there were three different schools, three different major colleges, but specifically Ohio State on day one, the majority of their players knelt at the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem. And I'm like, aren't we done with this? But this is what we're getting, though. They're in a blue Democrat state, Democratic or whatever you call it, a left-leaning state. I've been there for, a, for a, quite a while. You have a team that is, is, is the center of it. It's like a city on its own. You know, and these kids are 21, 22 years old at the, at the oldest. Some of them are 20 or 21. And they're getting radicalized in these colleges and they're coming out and thinking this is the right thing to do on a national audience is kneel and disrespect our flag. You know, it's like, okay, I'm done. I don't know. I'm just, it just frustrates me. And I want your opinion on this. I know you don't like it either, but they have the freedom to do so. But really you take this time. Don't put words in my mouth, brother. I love it when people kneel, they need to kneel and talk to Jesus. Yes. But I don't know about if, I don't know if it's appropriate to do it during the, the national anthem, brother. Um, it's, um, if I, you know, you can say we're done, but this thing is just getting started. This thing is just getting started. You know, this, this fake pandemic Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, the theft of the election and all this stuff, there's, there's a boiling going on underneath. And that's what, you know, that's why it upsets us. Right. When we, we see this kind of stuff, because it's just, it's just adding another log onto the fire, right. Another coal, a lump of coal into the furnace. Right. And what I'm looking at too here too is what we see is it's not just those that disagree with us or those in our country that hate this country or dislike it or want to change our viewpoint that we are somehow a bad people or bad nation. It's the fact that they've propagated this to the next generation. So we're not only fighting our own peers or those our same age group. Now they've developed the next generation to come up to, to, to basically parrot the same filth about this nation. And I think that's scary. So did um, anybody from the ORU, Oral Roberts University team, kneel during the uh, National Anthem, brother? Um, No. And of course, then once again, why would that be, right? Well, and, uh, you know, kind of a Christian, kind of a Christian. That is a Christian college, brother. Yes. And uh, they delivered the first upset win, by the way. I know. Mm. I know. Against Mm. that very same team that knelt, by the way, brother. Uh, so you just kneel down there and we will win the game for you. It kind of reminds me of bowling the other day, which I was talking to you offline where we yep. bowled yep. these professional bowlers and, uh, 
you know, we, we bowl, my son and I bowl for fun, brother. You've been on a, Mm -hmm. you've been in bowling leagues with me before we bowl for fun and hang out with people. And it's not about who wins or loses. It's about time with people. Right. And exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, so they were, they were really focused on winning. And so we had to go ahead and beat them brother. So that's what, (laughs) or you did, they had to hand them a victory. Ohio state goes down to, Oh, are you baby? You have to understand ORU's 15th seed, which, you know, is the people that are at the way bottom, down there, way <laughs> down there. And that, that is, uh, it's very rare, but good job. You know, hey, hey I'm going to say Jesus, it's basketball. Jesus likes ORU better than so, Ohio, brother. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know I, obviously what? they did. They did a good job. They Pride goes before game. the fall, brother. Sure. I'm just saying, you know, and, and when this, you're when you're kneeling down and disrespecting America and trying to, you know, we had. Brother, I don't even know if you know this because, of course, the history books are being purged from all uh, public forum. Um, But back in the 1860s, we had a civil war to end slavery, right? We had this war and it was not a bunch of slaves rising up. It was over 300,000 white Republican men who died, who shed their blood to free the slaves, brother. Then in the the 50s and 60s, we had a thing called the Civil Rights Movement, and we've made all this huge strides as a nation to try to create, you know, American doesn't always do it right. But but one of the things I love about America is when we know we're wrong, we move to correct it. Yes. Nation moves to correct it. This uh, slavery thing was not only in America, brother. It was worldwide. Yes, it was worldwide. As a matter of fact, if you will Google slave markets in Libya right now, you can go online and watch uh, YouTube videos of slaves being sold right now openly in Libya. OK, that is a real problem. It still exists and, it, and existed before America was even founded. We know this. For, it's been back through biblical times as well. But many of the slave traders, the ones that sold the slaves, were black at the time, too. This idea that it's somehow new and American, it's not. Kamala Harris, their family fortune was built on the back of slaves, and yet here here she is. Yep. This this is interesting, too. You know, there's a saying out there in a Christian community that the number one thing the devil ever did was to make you believe he doesn't exist or doesn't have any power, right? This idea that uh, we have an enemy, we don't have an enemy. It's it. This is one of those things where you and I have talked about on this show and others for many, many years now. It's amazing to me that a party that was pro-slavery, that fought against slavery in the Civil War, that fought against the Republican Party, that fought for Jim Crow laws, fought still to this day with the um, Planned Parenthoods and in, in inner cities, destruction of the family, and ongoing policy after policy after policy can convince those same communities that they're there to help that they are actually the good guys. How do you do that when, when everything you've done, every one of your actions has been to destroy uh, and to break down and to disintegrate? You got to uh, have some serious courage. I, I have a lot of other words, backbone. It's just the gall, right? The unmitigated audacity. You know, they're audacious. They're, they want to paint every white person as racist, except them, because they're painting everybody else with the racism brush. So it's a, yeah. 
Man, you touched on very a audacious, brother. very, very big things there. I want to talk about the, the Asians. Um, I want to talk about those as well as a really important issue. But one more thing on the kneeling topic before we go away. You see that that president, I hate to say this, but President Biden knelt today, apparently a day before yesterday, I should say. Um, not on purpose, but uh, he was climbing up on Air Force One and he slipped and then he picked himself up and he slipped again and then he slipped again, brother. Uh, those must be some slippery You know, stairs. Joe Biden mocked President Trump when he slipped once. I know. So I guess and presidents I, slip once in a while. Well, that's, that's fine. But what's funny is this, not funny, we know this. And once again, calling it out as it is, um, President Trump took a drink of water and said he must be having a stroke. And yet, because he was thirsty, because he spoke for hours on hours. Uh, Joe Biden slept. Oh, everybody slept. It's no big deal. This reminds me much more so, the brother. I, the first thing I thought about was, remember that during the 2016 election and Hillary Clinton collapsed, getting into that van and then to pick her up and get her in? There's something there. I don't know if it's spiritual. I know it's spiritual, but political. Um, but there's some health issues, whether it be Clinton or Biden. Um, and, you know, it just it's weird to see this guy's not healthy. We know it mentally makes lapses. That's fine. Um, but then you go into he's physically unhealthy as well. This is kind of scary um, and puts up to what we talked about before. Was this a plan to put in Kamala Harris as president? Um, it's the very unpopular Kamala Harris, uh, makes you go, Hmm, but we know things that make uh, you go, Hmm, brother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed. And so just one, since I'm on the hypocrisy thing here, there's plenty of that to go around. Um, the media is quick to jump. Always. It's always Trump's fault before and before that was always Bush fault and so forth. This is what they do. They have this TDS as they call it. But the shooting in the salons of the Asians, and of course, they immediately went out and said, this is um, white supremacist uh, hate, it's Asian hate, white. it has nothing to do with that. Um, when the facts came out, it has nothing to do with whites against Asians, um, but it's triggered a massive onslaught of Asians buying guns for self-protection. Well, that's not a bad thing to, at the end of it, but the point is they're quick to, for their narrative to say that us, you and me and others that are helping to be born with white skin or somehow inherently racist. And then if, if Asians get shot or Hispanics get caught, shot or blacks get shot, then it has to be white's problem. And it's not. The same storyline, the same day, uh, a white man was burned to death by two black males and just murdered and burned. No, no mention. It's just like, eh, not a big deal, right? Because it's not about race. See, both of these th things were about um, a crime being undone, a murder being done. They're still investigating these things. Um, we've got us putting these labels and, and then listening to the media who immediately wants to fit it into a tightly narrow box to further divide us as Americans. Don't you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's propaganda, brother. You know, um, when you have a, a, um, a, a compliant media that is, uh, has been taken over, you know, and we've talked about seven mountains before, right? So you have uh, the seven basic um, major societal influences. And years ago, um, due to the, the rapture theology, different things like that, the left behind thing, mm -hmm. Christians began to withdraw from the different um, uh, areas of influence in society. And one of them is the media, the press. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we have, um, 
you know, and the ones that are there, they're threatened with their job, their livelihood. We have the cancel culture and things like that. And so it's going to take courage. It's going to take, um, you know, really seeking and, and looking uh, for that. But this, this is a, this is a propaganda move. Now on having said that um, CNN has lost 53% of its viewers uh, according to reports uh, just this week since uh, President Trump unlawfully uh, was uh, removed from the, the White House, uh, 53% of their viewers, they already had terrible ratings anyway. Right. Right. They were half of what Fox was, but yeah. But I, I don't, I would not be surprised if we see the withering and dying of the fig tree known as CNN shortly, um, you know, and others uh, beware, right? Right. Even Fox yeah. lost a, a, a chunk. Um, you know, I do ratings all the time based for my business and where Tucker Carlson was number one before he is actually again right now on all television, on all cable television. I mean, wow. uh, yeah. he used to be at, uh, you know, six, 7 million a night. He's down to about 37, 3 million, 700,000, somewhere in that range now. So that's a shedding of a lot, a lot of viewers. And it could just be that people are like, I'm done with the news. Cause you know, right, right left, middle, whatever. It's just, you know, who can, you know, who can take it? I mean, you know, watching the, the Biden presidency is like watching a slow motion train wreck or actually in his case, a very slow motion train wreck, brother, um, so, or yes. a clown show, a clown right. car show, right? Well, 56 or well, by today, it's probably almost 60 days since he took the office, the oath of office, assumed command as uh, commander in chief, as president of the United States, still not given a press conference still not spoke to the, the houses, still not proposed a budget. I don't know what he's doing, um, but the there was actually a report that came out on, to, on Friday um, it's from Jeff Bennett from NBC News. They admitted um, that the White House has, has used the COVID-19 uh, pandemic to limit press access and avoid taking questions, any questions that would make him look even worse than he does. So the bottom line is they're playing scared. They're playing hiding. Just like during the campaign, he hid took these whole, they called it the lid. Where in the world do you have a president or a leader of a country, especially as powerful as America is, that doesn't go out and meet people? And so then you have, and you mentioned this off the air too, where you have Vladimir Putin, you know, after a comment Biden made about Putin, calling him out and said, hey, let's have a debate, let's talk, let's have a discussion. And uh, Biden said, oh, we're too busy for that. I mean, think about this. And his, his White House press secretary said that. Um, think, think about this. You have the audacity, you know, first of all, it never happened for, for the last four years um, because you, um, strong people respect strong people. When you show weakness, the world and other strong people disrespect you and they disrespect your country. And we're seeing a lot more disrespect from Iran, from Korea, from Russia. When they're calling out- The Biden, tragedy in Myanmar, yeah. brother, in Burma. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Huge, you know, they felt emboldened to go in and, and have a military coup, remove lawfully elected administration in Myanmar. Yep. And now we've got what hundreds dead there. Yep. And going to get even worse because Reagan said it too peace through strength. The idea here when we're strong, we're strong economically, when we're strong um, militarily, when we're strong uh, morally, we can lead the world in a better place. When we're weak in all those fronts, which we are, because and through actions, direct actions, 
by this president and the Democrat-controlled House and Senate. Um, it, it is a scary place. We are spending like drunken sailors when it comes to the stimulus and that kind of stuff. And we're they're pushing, I don't say we, those that elected at the state level and the national level are pushing down these radical agendas, uh, whether it be sex change, the transgender ideology, the uh, radical, the critical race theory, which is crazy, um, anti-religious type stuff. We are in this fight, and I'm talking to most of us that listen to this show uh, are Christians or believe to be or go to church in some way. We're in a battle. If we're not engaged in the battle, we lo- we're losing. The, the point is they're coming after our not only our rights, but with our way of life, to raise our kids, to educate them, to have them pass on our faith, to be able to speak it out publicly. We've talked about this multiple times, but the more and more they're legislating immorality, making it law. And we had a guest on, it says every law is moral. We're deciding as a nation and as a country and as a state what is right and wrong. And when it conflicts with God's word, we're in trouble, brother. Not only do we have to repent and pray, we have to change. We have to get people in that understands and respects and submits to and aligns with the word of God. That's best my opinion, brother. Well, and, you know, the church is responsible for this, uh, that the church itself has, this has happened on our watch as, as the Christian church in America by withdrawing, like I mentioned earlier from the seven mountains and the, mm-hmm. you know, withdrawing from the media, withdrawing from entertainment and art, withdrawing from politics. That's, that was critical right there. Um, but these other, you know, as well, business, you know, we still have good Christian businessmen like, you know, the, you know, the Hobby Lobby guys and stuff, right. like that. but, right. um, but generally speaking, um, we're seeing a, you know, the results of, um, uh, you know, like same sex marriage. I mean, we, we, we've had that, that denominationalism, right. To where mm-hmm. we don't, we don't associate with those other Christians over there. We've had in a, in a, you know, within the Christian church, we've had sort of a, you know, dare I say it, a same, you know, not same sex, but, you know, just this idea that, you know, we have to stay with our own kind and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the diversity of the Lord is amazing, brother. He didn't make any two snowflakes the same. He didn't make any two people the same. The Lord loves diversity and this, the unity that Jesus talked about was not a unity of conformity, which is what our modern socialist communist democratic party wants everybody to, you know, goose step march in absolute, you know, dress the same, talk the same, look the same. And, um, you know, uh, Jesus's uh, conform unity is a unity of diversity. He talks about, can the hand say to the, you know, the eye, I'm not a, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, you know, the foot say that I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand. Right. There's, there's this, this, this uh, unity of function, unity of, of our, you know, whatever our purpose is, in God. And it's, and it's a wonderful diversity. And, you know, when I would go, you know, tomorrow brother is the last Sunday at the church campus. I go to, they're closing it. They can't, they can't keep it open, which I could have told you, they got every other row blocked off. They got hand sanitizer and masks and, you know, the church holds, you know, 600, you got three services and maybe a hundred people coming on a Sunday now. And wow. uh, people are online. They're, they're checking out, you know, you, you, we need to, we need to open our churches. We need to get mm-hmm. together and meet. We need to do what the Bible says. The Bible says forsake, not assembling yourself together. At any rate, this, this entire um, it's time for the church to rise up 
and just preach the gospel. You know, um, remember that video of Billy Graham and uh, Woody Allen debating yep. on YouTube. Yep. If, you know, if our listeners, if you haven't seen that, go just Google, uh, you know, Woody Allen, Billy Graham. Billy Graham's like, you know, Woody Allen's like, well, I think you should be able to have sex before marriage. And Billy Graham's, well, the Bible says this. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you're, you're being kind of harsh. He's like, well, it's not me. It's the Bible. The Bible says, right. Mm-hmm. And we can do that. You know, why should you be the bad guy? Right. Let the let, let God be the bad guy, so to speak. Right. Let God just speak the word. But you see this, the thing about God is he's telling us this stuff to protect us. Amen. You know, these these massage Amen. parlors and things like that. You know, these things are kind of like that's like adulterous and stuff. Right. Isn't that kind of right. like a human trafficking almost thing? And, well, you know, not yeah. not not excusing this. This guy should not have gone in there and, and did did what he did. It's, it's awful. It's a tragedy. But um, just this whole idea, you know, we have we have venereal disease, we have, uh, you know, unexpected or unplanned pregnancies. We have all these different things, right, that are wrong because of that commandment. This is thou shalt not commit adultery. Right. right. So, you know, have a have a wife, have a husband. You know, don't don't a man shouldn't lie with a man as a man lies with a woman. There's you know, the Bible says it's right. not, you the know, Bible I'm says. not I don't have to I don't have to be the authority here. The Bible says uh, along that line, though. Um, uh, I heard yep. that Andrew Como's aides are telling him not to start dating again until his his uh, uh, popularity rate comes up a couple of points. <laughs> so, okay, that's funny. Just so I, <laughs> my wife and I was was flying back from Florida on our vacation it was fantastic, and she was reading watching a documentary about Whole Foods, and there's studies around the world and Japan and China and of course China we won't we'll go there, but renowned scientists. Um, studied over the last 25 years, the benefits of whole foods, food grown on the ground, foods that aren't processed and so on and so on. I'm not going to go off on a kick here, but the bottom line is they actually reversed cancer uh, time and time again. People that were on end stage cancer, they started them on a fast and then uh, introduced them to whole foods and the cancer not only reversed, it went away. Like it never had it. It cured them a time and time again because, and, and it reminded me when she was telling me about this, that what we put into our bodies and what we put into our eyes. So if we keep our eyes upon Christ, upon God, soak in his word, it is good for us. We're healthy. The same thing we will put healthy foods into our body, our body restores itself. But when we consume the things of this world, whether it be through the TV or video or audio or what things we look at that aren't of God's word, and we consume bad foods, it causes cancer. It creates a cancer or bad will for us. And then all throughout old this old Testament and new, God's given us instructions on how to live with God, love God with our whole heart, strength, and soul, and then how to honor him, and then love one another. So live with our neighbors in a way. Shall not kill, shall not have adultery. These things are so that we live in peace, that we live in health, that we live in, in a healthy um, nation, world, body. And as it amazes me that everything the science proves now goes back to what God's original word says. You know, it really is. Stop and put the things of God, goodness, glory, righteousness into us, and that's what will come out of us. You know, I love it. Yeah, you are what you eat, right? Right. You are what you eat with your eyes or with your stomach, right? And so, yeah, and that's what, you know, Jesus said that, right? He says, if, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. You know, right. Get rid of it. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Now he didn't mean go pluck out, you know, we don't have a bunch of one-eyed, you know, have one-handed people <laughs> running around, but he's, he's like, literally, you know, why would you want to subject yourself to that right now? We've been doing street church for, you know, months now, almost a year. 
uh, coming up on a year here in about a month. So 11 months. And, you know, lately we've been down, you know, in the, in the trenches, in the street with the homeless people. And you were down there a couple of weeks ago. So, you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? I mean, that is where the Dems are going to send all of our kids and us is, you know, let's legalize all this, all this terrible uh, substance abuse, right. uh, human trafficking, um, all this stuff. And, you know, they elevate that as like, that's some sort of ideal, you know, that's not a blessing, brother. That's a curse. A you know, curse. poverty is a curse. It's terrible. And so I'm glad you went there. I've got four articles, quick articles. I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to highlight them to make your point for you that, that I just said we're in a battle, that Christians got to engage in the spiritual and the governmental mountain, that they were, that basically we're legislating immorality. Um, and to your point here, too, uh, about where it leads to, it leads to poverty, it leads to imprisonment, it leads to enslavement, to a drug addiction, sex, you name it. Um, one of the articles, it, it was a Christian uh, the, from the Christian Post. It says a Satanist TikToker thanks progressive Christian. This movement, uh, we've seen about half the church supports abortion, same-sex marriage, and so forth, right? And it says, but he goes out to say, this guy goes, we both agree that religion needs massive amounts of change. And it's like, What? Uh, and so he, he's obviously he's anti-Christian, but he said that the progressive Christianity uh, also referred to as liberal Christianity or the Christian left. It says, introduce to the world a belief in the historic Jesus, an intentional distancing from the biblical Orthodox Christ presented in the scriptures for the Christian left. While the Bible may contain certain truths and historical accuracies, it cannot be trusted as a whole as whole and requires human reason to evaluate each and every passage to determine whether or not that specific passage can be used to create a reliable portrait of Jesus. As such, a progressive view of Scripture tends to reject and reason away all supernatural aspects of the Bible, including the miracles of Jesus and the resurrection. In the progressive historic view, Jesus is a good teacher, a social reformer, a rabbi, and a cynic philosopher, but rarely the Son of God or Christ the Savior. Without the rapture and without Jesus being God, we have no faith, brother. This is, this is what's, you know, this is, there's three choices, brother. There's only three. He's either a liar. He's a lunatic or he is who he says he is the son of God, but that's Mm -hmm. it either. Mm -hmm. Because if you take everything that Jesus said and everything that Jesus did, he's either lying and the biggest scammer in the history of the world, right? Or he was nuts or He's telling the truth. And if he's telling the truth, then uh, we need to, to serve him. Guess what? His words bear out. His words work. His, his, the things that he said are true. He yes. said, all that love the truth come to me. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. See, the truth isn't even just a set of rules, doctrines, facts, and things like that. It's a person. It is the person. Right. And so very excited. The, the, this that, is what's that, being scary, that this is actually in the church. This, this move, and this if, if you are around something that teaches this, that is anti-biblical, run from it. It says flee from this. You know, and this, this is not, there's not a new age, there's not a modern, there isn't a modern interpretation of the scripture. The scripture is an inerrant word of God. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Even in scripture, it says test the spirit, and the spirit must say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of lords, Right. Uh, if they can't say it, right, they can say it. he's a good uh, preacher, teacher, philosopher, but he's not. That is a lie from the pit of hell, brother. 
Yeah, you know, it's like the old saying, I, I can find a thousand men who would die for the Bible for every one that would read it. You know, so people don't <laughs> read the Bible. You know, I think it would be helpful if we read it. I think it would be helpful if we um, uh, studied it and if we preached it. And, uh, you know, if, if they're going to push like that, we got to push back and say, you show me where it's wrong. You show me where he lied. You, you know, what is this? Uh, uh, what was that one movie that came out where the guy was trying to disprove the resurrection and ended up becoming a believer? Yep. Uh, right? Case for Christ. I Case for that. Christ. Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. Yep. Yeah. So he, the guy was an atheist, didn't believe it and everything else. And, and, and they said, okay, well then go prove, you know, you're a, you're a uh, reporter. Go prove a journalist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That yeah. he didn't rise from the dead and brother, he ended up becoming yep. a Christian. So, born again, believer saying, yep, the, the, the facts, the historical, the editorial, all the facts proved that Jesus Christ was who he says he was. Um, and then, okay, story number two, brother, you, get, you'll, you will not like this, but California, we talked about this. Everything we see happen in California finds its way up the I-5 corridor to Oregon and Washington eventually. And then to the nation, it seems like they try these things out. We talked about legalizing prostitution and uh, pedophilia, and they're on the way to do that. We talked about all these other things, the same-sex marriage, the marijuana, and so forth. California just passed a, a brand new radical racial diversity type training for K-12 students. Okay? This is radical. Even the New York Times called it out as going way too far, which is interesting. So it's in the Family Research Council. Check it out. But it says the curriculums insist is what led to uh, the colonality, you know, colonies, dehumanization and genocide, and explicit erasure and replacement of holistic whatever and humanity is to help reverse that trend and create a new social order where children are encouraged to cry out to Aztec gods and right this wrong. The chance, uh, and then they go on and say that, that the displacement <laughs> of the Christian God, which is said to be an extension of the white supremacist oppression of the restoration of the indigenous gods to the rightful place, and it goes on to say, basically, they're saying that it's white supremacy to believe in Christianity. So, therefore, we've got to restore all the ancient gods, the fake gods, right? The What are the Baal, the Boar, whatever, the Aztecan gods? This is being taught in public schools, will be taught in public schools in California. Well, I hope Jay Sekulow takes those guys to the Supreme Court because right? that's definitely religion, brother. It's radical, you know? And so, it's like, okay, uh, yeah. So, they're actually introducing all bunch of new religion, right? Or old religion, if you go there. You know, and these guys are such hypocrites, brother. Five five White House staffers have been fired for smoking dope, brother. And <laughs> you know why they you know why they got that? Because why? they were charging too much, brother. The rest of the rest of the staffers got ticked off. They were charging. Too uh, much. I see. I so, see. That's funny. Coming to Washington okay. and buying the, the okay. thing. No, I mean, brother, what are you going to do? We're gonna we're gonna have to. You know, either we're gonna fight. Either we're gonna stand and fight. Uh, or we're just going to get, you know, the country is in peril right now. Based on what you're yes. saying, this Aztec God, I mean, give me a break. That thing, that thing couldn't help them. Right. I know it that was thing couldn't, couldn't them. save them, but our yeah. God, our God is God. You know, when we were, when we were faced with, uh, you know, the largest uh, empire in the world uh, wanted to put us under their boot. Yep. We fought because of our God. And for, for Jesus and for the, the uh, appeal to heaven flag, remember our first national yep. flag, brother. And yep. we beat Great Britain and got our independence. Brother, yep. we beat, we beat uh, Germany 
twice, brother. Big time. And they were a war machine, brother. Maybe Germany and Japan combined, brother. Yeah. And I mean, Italy. Yep. Well, okay. Germany and Japan, I think you're right. Italy was kind of an also. <laughs> but, you know, they had, um, you know, we beat fascism. We've raised more people out of poverty, brother, mm -hmm. than any nation ever. Um, we've had, we've given freedom and prosperity and uh, property ownership. And in America, brother, to every immigrant, why do people, why are the, why is there a million people at our border trying to get in here, brother? If it's such mm -hmm. a terrible place, you think they'd be trying to get out, but they're not trying to get out, brother. They're trying to get in. Yep. So why, why are they trying to get in? Because of our God, because of Jesus. And, yep. uh, yeah. Well, you, well, you can actually come here, not in status or whatever, make something yourself, take risk. It's the land of opportunity. It's the land of freedom, but it is the land established here. I know that, um, that the Jews, the Israelites are God's people. and We're adopted into the tree. I just I love being adopted into the kingdom of God. This idea that there is a, a biblical foundation um, rooted in our founding forefathers, in the Constitution, that, that every person, Born, you know, is, is got God-given inalienable rights. I mean, think about that. Nowhere else in history has that been true, right? I just love the fact, and we fight for it, and that's why we should be proud of this nation. Now, and then work hard to maintain and make sure that what we believe in is actually what we what we do, uh, and then stop legislating this immorality. Is that one of those... Um be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, brother. It, it is certainly is, brother. It's it in there too. Is. So it's in there too. Uh, just a little bit of news here. I know I don't. I just want to get your um, input at the state level. There's some. You know, the Republicans are fighting a good fight. You know, obviously they're minority in the the House and the Senate. Um, uh, got some bad news on Thursday that the Senate did pass by a vote of twenty five to twenty four. Um, the capital gains tax. Uh, I have no doubt that Governor Inslee will sign that into law um, and, and so forth. We'll see. Keep fighting against it. There's still an opportunity here. But it's an, uh, the news came out at the same time that the new forecast that $3.3 billion in additional revenue uh, forecasted for the next biennium that we didn't expect, in addition to all the other monies, in a, in a year where half of our economy or better was shut down where a third of our small businesses will not come back where people were sitting at home, you know, told to mask up and, and wear face diapers and whatever, you know, we still got $3.3 billion of additional revenue that they did not expect. Why in God green earth on God's green earth, as Mike Medved always says, why are we raising taxes? I mean, I understand Aesop's fable, right? The scorpion and the turtle, right? Why are you sting me? Well, I'm a scorpion. It's what we do. I get that. Stop it. People are hurting, you know? So if you're listening and you know, call the switchboard, call your representative, call your senator and say, don't pass any taxes. Don't pass the capital gains tax in the house. Don't let, uh, call Inslee's office. Tell him not to because we've already heard him. These policies, economic policies, Social policies are hurting Washingtonians, and these are our neighbors, and we're supposed to love them. That means we get engaged to fight for them. I have my yeah. yeah. Well, nice, <laughs> nice rant. There you Martin. go. <laughs> hey, listen to Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler.
And Marty McLean, of course. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're just, we're just, we're just ranting today. We're carrying on. Um, so um, I am, I'm appalled. I, I watched a video just the other day by uh, representative Lauren Bo- Bobert, I think is how you say her yes. name. The uh, second amendment um, carrying. Uh, I love that woman from Colorado, she, I believe it is. Yeah. Yes. And she, yeah. uh, but she went around the, 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 you know, the, the, spiral fence and the razor wire around the Capitol and, and said, you know, Nancy Pelosi tear down this wall and stuff like that. And we still have a fence around the Capitol building in Olympia, brother. And I, I know you and I were down there uh, yep. just the other day and uh, worshiping and having good and proclaiming freedom to the captives. You know, um, there was no, um, let's just say these Aztec gods, let's jump back to that for a second. Okay. You know, they, they sacrificed women. Mm-hmm. You know, to these things. They tied them up and killed them. Human sacrifice. Um, Jesus set women free. Jesus was the, you know, the Christians were the ones that got the, they got the women out of that, that, that situation they were in of being, you know, really nothing more than slaves and, and that type of thing. And, you know, you see that all in the book of Acts and stuff like that. But this, this Lauren Bober, you know, she's got a really, she got a place, man, in mm-hmm. the leadership uh, of this country. And I'm excited to see these, um, you know, patriotic conservative women, uh, people of color, uh, stepping up and 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 doing their job and doing what they need to do, and this idea somehow that we could just be critics, you know what I mean? The critic is the one that just like, oh, you know, man, if why that guy throw that football to that other guy or whatever that mm-hmm. that, that type of thing. Yet they never train. They never went to spring training or whatever and learned how to, you know, do, you know, they're just critics. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched this, uh, I watched this amazing video uh, that a friend of mine sent over the other day. And it was uh, produced by the um, uh, uh, Reinhard Bonnke organization. Okay. And it was this ship and they get this message that this other ship is going down and they, they're, they're supposed to get in the lifeboats and go save these people. They got plenty of lifeboats to do it. Plenty of people. Uh, they've been trained and the people are like, no, it's too stormy. We're not going out there. And only like a few people respond and they go out there. And, um, and then the other one, uh, they show the people that are in this ballroom, they're dressed nicely. They're eating well, they're, you know, then they're talking about all the stuff that's supposed to happen in the lifeboat. And this one guy looks at the other guy and says, have you ever even been in a lifeboat? And right. he's like, he's like, well, it's really stormy and wet out there. Right. And so we have an entire generation of people, Marty, that that study how to do the lifeboat and what to do. The, you know how you know we study the Bible. We we have multiple. We have the equivalent of of multiple degrees in theology and Bible and all these different things, and yet we won't get in the lifeboats and go save the people. And you know, and this is what's happening. This is what's happening to our nation. And you know, not everybody's going to be a, a preacher. Not everybody's going to be a worship leader, but you could be in business. You can be in, you know, you can be in full-time ministry and be in media. You could be in full-time ministry and be in arts and entertainment. You could be in full-time ministry and be, uh, you know, in all types of different influential positions and bring the truth with us and stop being intimidated. I got this new song that I'm, I'm working on for Street Church. I just recorded it uh, the other day. And I'm going to be seeing it this, uh, this week. And it says, I will not be silent. I will not be quiet anymore. 
And, uh, and I'm just determined, you know, and I, I know you and I've been standing up on our soapboxes now for mm-hmm. almost six years mm-hmm. and um, over six years, brother, almost seven years. And um, because of that, that thing that's inside us, this is, we're not going to be silent. We're not going to be, uh, you know, and, and with 2020, that was amplified, you know, a thousand times in my life. Like I am not going to stop meeting together. I'm not going to stop having my freedom and we will not comply. And so uh, compliance now needs to become uh, not, no, we're not doing it anymore. And people right. aren't dying. We're reaching herd immunity. You just came back from Florida, brother. Now I heard a rumor that Florida's open. Is that true? Uh, yes. The Florida is open. It's interesting to see that. Thank you for bringing this up too. The Florida has no, it is open. They still have a mask mandate in public places, which is interesting to me to be open and stunt. Whereas Texas removed the mask mandate and so did uh, South Dakota never had one. Other states have opened up and said, you choose to wear one if you want to. And if you don't want to, you don't. Most of the places in Florida uh, had signed, you must wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. Unless you're sitting down or eating or drinking. Uh, everything else is open though. Restaurants were open. Theme parks were open. They had a, a, um, different ways of doing things. I was talking to my wife about this. Um, the difference between here and there. There they said, look, here are the protocols. Uh, this is the best practice. Yes, the, here's the, uh, the limited amount of uh, requirements. Now you go implement it. SeaWorld, we walked into SeaWorld and, the, and they're mandated to do temperature checks for people who come to the park. So they made you make a reservation so they know how many people are coming. Okay, that wasn't that bad. But instead of like doing a um, temperature gauge to everyone's temple as they come in, they had you walk through a tent. They had someone with a flare gun, which is an infrared camera. And they just scan the crowd. And they, if someone was hot, they go, you, stop there. That was a great way of using technology and using a business model to say, all right, we'll comply, but we want to be open. So the parks were full. Um, people were protected. They had places to wash their hands. Uh, they weren't like Nazis going around saying, you must do this. So it felt nice to be in a place that was, I'd say, 80% open, brother. Uh, it's not quite there yet, but there was a conversation I had uh, at the, um, when we went to the Space Center, the Kennedy Space Center, and there was a, a, a group, a family there that was complaining. They're from Florida. They're liberals living in Florida, which is hilarious, but they, you know, they start talking about their politics. Their they're Biden everywhere, supporters. brother. Yeah, I get it. But they were complaining that they're being shamed or choosing to wear a mask where they're at. People are like, I want to get big, you know, wimps, whatever. What are you wearing a mask for? And they go, well, we want to. And I go, that's funny. And not, I go, it's not funny because where we're at, if we don't wear one, we're somehow shamed or whatever. I said, so there is an error both sides of the ditch, the road, so to speak. But it was, it's interesting. Their viewpoint was they wanted to be somewhere where the government was more protective, more mandate. And they didn't like the fact that Florida was like, no, Make your choice. Live by your choices and responsibilities. So um, that's a long Go to New York. Talk. New York's yeah. great. You'll love it. And just, or Washington, right? You know, come yeah. come to New York, you know, and then, you know, just stay away from that one dude, Andrew guy that okay. he's Cuomo that grabby. Just, uh, yeah, well, grabby. you know, it seems to fit the mode. So uh, quickly, I want to give a shout out to Jay Inslee, the third term governor who I, I have not agreed with almost a single thing he's done over the last nine years now. Uh, absolutely crazy. Um, but he mandated, he actually stepped up and said, the teachers, you must go back to work. Um, the teachers union, we've mentioned before, is the most powerful 
public sector union uh, lobby group in the state. They swing an amazing amount of control on both mainly the the um, Democrat politicians in the state. They fund them, they back them, they campaign for them. And so they didn't want to go back to work. They were fighting to stay out even longer. And so the pressure from you, the citizens, must have gotten um, enough to make Inslee go, uh, I'm losing uh, whatever popularity I had. I better step up and mandate this. I don't like mandates, but I think that was the right thing to do. What do you think, Doug? Ah, it's not a mandate. That's just like, do your job. Right. I mean, but come on. Having some strength as, you know, using your strength for the right reasons to make sure our kids actually, even though you don't like the public education necessarily. Well, you know what um, they say, brother. What's that? A stop clock's right twice a day. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that Jay Inslee can't do anything right. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this one more thing, Doug. Um, you and I always encourage our listeners, their family members, anybody they know to run for office. Every single time we, we're encouraging, we know that we're called to encourage others to run, to run ourselves, to make a difference, to call the church, to get engaged to where they've abdicated their authority, their power, and so forth. Whatever your business, like you said, seven mountains, their politics. Chris Gildon, over here in the 25th, I just want to shout out for him. I'm a, I am really impressed. Here's a guy who's always been involved as PCO, a great guy, said, I'm going to run for office someday. A few years ago, um, the House position was available. It's a, it's a Republican district. Uh, he ran. He ran a good race, but as part of a team, which I love, he won. And then the senator, um, Hans Zeiger, now went and uh, got a, ran for the county council. So he stepped up a year later and ran for Senate. Now he's a senator. He's doing a fantastic job. But I remember him serving diligently, thinking, I'm going to run for office someday if I ever get the courage or whatever, timing works. And he's a fantastic senator, a fantastic legislator, good conservative Christian values, someone who, you know, just a business guy like you and me, brother. And uh, he's doing a fantastic job. So there, there are wins. So we want to encourage people that, you know, it's timing. And it's when you step out of your, out of your comfort zone and run, trust God. He's in control. Right, brother? Yeah. Come on. You can do it. Um one of the things that um, has always stuck out to me in the Bible is when uh, Jesus told the parable of this feast and he said, Hey, you know, go invite the guests, but they all made excuses. Right. Mm -hmm. And even the guy that had the, um, they had the, they had the, the talents, right. You had the guy with 10, the guy with five, the guy with one, the guy with one didn't do anything with the talent when judgment day came, but he had excuses, brother. He had a reason he had a good, you know, quote, I'm doing little air quotes here and I can't see it's radio, <laughs> but he had reasons why he didn't want to invest that money. I might lose it. Something might happen, whatever. And the master said, well, you could have at least put it in the bank. You know, you, there's, there's other, there's safe investments, mm -hmm. right? You can do things with, with, with uh, what you have. So um, I just want to encourage you, you know, we, what we need right now is a little fear of the Lord. You know, we need to, you know, if you're going to make an investment in heaven, you might want to do it right now. Because when I, what I'm looking around and seeing going on around me in Washington state in the United States and around the world, looks an awful lot like revelation. It looks an mm -hmm. awful lot like Matthew 24. It looks an awful lot like Jesus is coming really soon. And this idea that we're going to 
you know, we, we say we believe the Bible, but Jesus said, don't store up treasure on earth where mm-hmm. moth and rust and all these things uh, can corrupt. And that's that idea of, of grabbing things, sitting on it, canning it. It's all about me, right? Because if you look at the parable of the tenants, we're supposed to be investing and increasing and being, being profitable, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's not what he's talking about. It's about that. It's about risk and reward and making those investments. And when we make investments into ministries and we make investments into politics and politicians that are, that are representing us and fighting for us, and we make that, you know, the investment of our time and our talent and our treble and our trouble and our treasures into things. That's what he's, that's what God is looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you were ever planning on investing in the kingdom of heaven, now's a really good time. Now's a really good time to do it because I think we're running out of time. I think time is short. Hey, did you see that uh, Chuck Schumer is begging JetBlue not to send New York City jobs to Florida, brother? Speaking of Florida. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's reminding them, hey, we gave you a bunch of money during the, the shutdown. You know, we gave you guys, we gave the airline industry money and all this stuff. And JetBlue's stock actually is up right now <laughs> because right, they're going to make decisions that are good for the profitability of the company. Well, your roots are in New York. You're blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. That's great. But you guys are, you know, you guys are um, not adding to our bottom line and companies and families and people need to make decisions that are good for them. They don't, you know, we're not, you know, this idea of being patriotic is wonderful. We're very patriotic where we want to make decisions that are good for the, for the country, but we don't necessarily want to say that, that being uh, compliant with a tyrannical government that's trying to uh, take our First Amendment, Second Amendment rights and all the other rights that's trying to say, oh, there's a, we have an excuse for shutting you down your churches, shutting down your singing, shutting down your meetings, shutting down your little businesses and your little nasty little restaurant over there. You know, that's not that's what I'm talking about. That's not patriotism. Mm-hmm. Patri- patriotism. What do they say? They say rebellion against tyrants is the best patriot is the truest patriotism right exactly right so, so uh chuck yes. schumer good good for you chuck uh um, that's funny may you rest in pieces uh, there we go <laughs> so quickly if you want information on the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus go to statistica or statista s-t-a-t-i-s-t-a.com you got a breakdown and a graphic there it's really really cool but i want you to when you go there look at uh, of the 1.9 trillion it, it has two things that caught my eye one 176 billion to education. What does that mean, right? Same thing when the the, the state government 2.2 billion, 760 million of it went to education as well. So we're talking about payoff to these teachers unions, which is really really frustrating to me. Um, then it goes on to talk about 360 billion of the 1.9 trillion to local governments. So basically, those governments that ran them through the roof, like California, New York, Washington, or whatever, they're getting payback for mismanaging the COVID prices. So this is once again, you know, um, the cronies will pay the cronies um, through with your, our money. Never let a good the, crisis go to waste, advance exactly your agenda right. to, to get pay off for your, your cronies. Yep. But uh, only 123 billion to COVID response uh, and 410 billion of the 1.9 trillion, which is a very small smidgen. It goes to stimulus checks, which basically is that 
giving you a portion of your money you've paid in to keep you in line, but everything else is paying off to health, transportation, agriculture, small business. It, it, these are, it, it's paybacks uh, and it's disgusting, but we got to put a stop to it. This is not, this is the, you know, the scripture talks about not eating pork. Well, this is pork on steroids, if you ask me. <laughs> so it's kosher. It's, it's not kosher. kosher. <laughs> That's a good one, brother. Yeah, there we go. Right? I hadn't, I never tied that. I never tied that scripture to, to pork go, spending right? before, but it, it, it makes sense. It's there we go. totally awesome. I'm so glad. I want to, I know that you are a fighter. You are a boxer. You're, you know, you, you like a good scrap. You know, you have fun, whether it be bowling, whether it be hunting, riding bikes or whatever. And I know this thing. Did you see the, um, when uh, Rand Paul, well, I'm getting to be a big fan of Rand Paul, which have been, we met him in, in Seattle a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was great. Um, but he was asking Five years ago. Fauci. Yeah, it's been a while. And it's all like yeah, the other day. Um, yeah, Fauci, right? But his quote though was to Fauci, he goes, everyone agrees if you have had it, COVID, uh, you have immunity. So and he goes, you... I've had the vaccine and yet you wear two masks. Isn't that just political theater? And there's all big dust about it, but isn't that true, right? Why are you wearing double masks, you know, um, for TV? I just, so this, this absurdity, the, the rational thinking student, parent, teacher, anybody should be going, wait a minute, either it works or it doesn't work. Either the, you know, this, this, this outpouring of the vaccine, uh, if is it, Cause immunity? Does it give you antibodies? You know, why wear a mask then, right? And so it, it's interesting to me too. My wife noticed this too. In Florida, um, literally, we're right now we're just over five percent of our state has gotten a vaccine of, of one, some sort or not. And uh, in Florida, it's almost forty percent. I mean, they're cruising. And it's all voluntary. Here, you want it? We got it. We got tons of it. I go. My wife goes. Why? Why do they have so much more in Florida? I go. Well. One, they're bigger, but two, it's management, it's governance. It's saying, here, let's facilitate, make it available, and people have a choice to do it or not. Brother, brother, yes, you know that Jay Inslee doesn't want everybody to have the virus because he loves the power of being able to do a shutdown. Well, we don't have enough vaccinations. Got to keep, you know, this somebody, is a, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, only got a couple minutes left in the show. Border crisis, brother. Are yes. they checking temperatures at the border? Are they handing out masks, brother? Are they giving those people vaccinations, brother? No. And okay. they're, they're, they're catching and releasing them into the, the country. And, then and they're flying them north. And they're flying them north. They're flying them up here to Washington. They're flying them up to the northern states, North Dakota, you know, Minnesota. Get when them up your there. government, and, and look, we're humanitarians. We love people. But we love our neighbor. The point is, but when your government that you've elected to represent you and protect your community, your life, and your families, um, puts the interests of other people that aren't citizens above yours, we have a serious problem. We should fight back upon this. But the, the, the we've talked literally, I think from our very first show, like you said, seven years ago, we were talking about how the political left owns the language. Well, first things first, even though Obama created the sort of kids in cages and separation from parents things, um, Trump was labeled with it later on. The same places where where the kids were being held at the border during Trump, now it's being held by Biden, but now it's being lauded, you know, celebrated as some good thing. It is 
controlling the language and relabeling it based on a political agenda. And that's, we've got to stop. We've got to see through it and see the truth, which is Jesus, of course. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hypocrisy is easy to point out when you're dealing with uh, left, right, you yep. know, stuff. But, uh, you know, and I'm sure we have plenty of hypocrisy on our side. Well, that's it for another Doug and Marty versus the world. Um, you know, we just want to encourage you, our listeners. Yes. We're so grateful for you. Do, you know, read, read your Bible, do it. Be a disciple, pray, read your Bible, and then get busy and serve God. You know, anybody can do it. It's, uh, you know, it's not rocket science. And, and uh, also go to, to go to our website. Yeah. Yeah. And go to our website, DougAndMarty.com. You can contact us through there. You can listen to old shows. I mean, I don't know anybody that want to do that. This is Doug Passler, by the way. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty vs. the World. God bless. God bless America. All right. I'm going to stop recording.